Many of you out there want to build that dream home, but you're going to need to pay for it. So today on this episode of Melanie Loves Tampa Bay, I brought in an expert in construction loans to talk to you about getting financing for your dream home. Melanie Atkinson here, Realtor with Smith & Associates in beautiful Tampa Bay, Florida. And today I am joined with Sean Eckley, Vice President at BB&T and construction loan expert. Thank you so much for joining me today, Sean. I know when I built my custom home, I had lots and lots of questions and you were my lender and you answered all of them. So I'm very excited to have uh, you here today to explain to everybody out there how to do a construction loan. Melanie, thank you very much for having me today. Hopefully by the end of the segment, um, I'll have answered all uh, questions that you have as far as how to build your dream home and how to get it financed. So Sean, let's start from the very beginning. What is a construction perm loan and why would I need one? Okay, well, there's a couple reasons why you would get a construction perm loan. Actually, there's two, two different kinds of construction perm. Either you can own your own lot, you can find your own builder and finance that way, or you can go and find your own lot um, in a neighborhood and then have a builder come in and build that for you. So okay. those are two different kinds of construction. So if I'm a buyer and I find a lot, how do I buy that lot without having to pay cash for that lot if I don't have a builder? Normally what you would do is uh, put a contract on the lot just like you were for regular purchase. Uh, you'll have to have a builder lined up and we can talk about that a little bit as well is what you have to do. But you basically have to sign a contract with the builder what the home is gonna be like. We put the home and the lot together. That's how we get the home appraised. And then you would just put your down payment based on the overall project together. Okay, so you do have to figure out the builder though. Absolutely. Okay, so let's talk about that process because I know you work with a lot of builders. What should somebody look for when they're looking for a builder? For me, I would probably uh, start with whoever uh, builds locally. You obviously want to have someone who builds local, who knows the area, um, you know, preferably talk to someone who's having their home built or has had their home completed by that builder. Um, that's another good way of finding that as well. Um, but. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of builders to choose from, so I just say pick them, pick them wisely. Um, but the best way to do that is just do some research and, and talk to some folks around that are building currently. So would it make sense for buyers to interview builders prior to even going lot shopping? Yes, I believe so. Because yeah. if you go ahead and put a contract on a lot, you're only going to have 45 days or maybe 60 days tops. It's probably going to take you that or even longer to find the builder, um, you know. And to, yeah, and to then have a pick out a house and the costs and everything else. So one of the things that I noticed again in South Tampa, and I'm not sure how much this is around the country, is a lot of builders actually own the lots. So you'll drive past a vacant lot and think, okay, I want to buy that. But it's already owned by a builder and they're busy trying to find somebody to actually construct the house. That's what the situation was when I built my custom home. So the builder was already attached to a lot. So when we went to get the construction loan, that piece of the puzzle was already done. So it made it a little bit faster. So let's talk about doing the construction loan from that, assuming you have the builder picked out and you have the lot. What's a typical down payment on a construction loan? It's normally 20% down up to a loan of around a million, and then we'll go to normally an extra 5% down. Uh, really the main reason is a lot of lenders have gone away from doing 10% down payments is because it's tough to get mortgage insurance, which is the gap, you know, if you don't have 20% down um, on large deals like that, because the home really isn't completed to the lender until the home is, is done and, and you're right. There's no collateral for the lender while the home is being constructed. That is that's right. Yeah. So that's a risk for the lender. I have the 20% down. I find the lot. I have the builder. 
What happens next? Once we have your uh, loan application taken, I'll go ahead and get the, the contract on the lot as well as with the build. We'll send that, have the home appraised. In the meantime, we'll work on underwriting. Uh, those will come together at the same time. Um, your loan is approved and then you close. Okay, so you're closing and there's no house on there. So you're essentially closing on a blank piece of land. That is correct. Which can feel a little bit strange. Yeah, well the good thing is, is um, we're doing it based on uh, like if your home is completed today. So if you have right. a contract for a million dollars, we have the land plus the construction together, um, and then we appraise it based on that. Uh, we'll also do an appraisal when the home is complete to make sure the square footage is correct as well. Um, so yes, it is It is kind of an odd concept, but that's, that's the way to do it. And um, we do have one closing up front too, so I just wanna to touch on that. So you have one closing up front. So right. once you close, you'll actually own the land as well, okay. um, which is another good reason why you do uh, construction loan, because um, a lot of people don't wanna give a, a large down payment to a builder and they don't own anything. A lot of people still own a current house or they're leasing whenever their house is being constructed. constructed they have to live somewhere. But it's nerve-wracking for people to have two payments. You feel like you're going to be paying a lot of money for the construction loan as well as a mortgage or lease on top of it. So how does a construction loan work? Because the reality of it isn't as scary as what you might think. Well, um, what we do is it's, uh, I almost think of it as like a line of credit. So you only pay on what money's been borrowed. So suppose the the first draw is 100000 you would pay interest only based on those payments. And as the home is built and the, the builder takes out additional funds, then it would increase accordingly. So it's interest only. Interest only during the build. Right. And so you, you made an important point there, the draws. Mm -hmm. So let's specifically talk about the draws and how they work. Um, every builder has different, uh, you know, a draw schedule of how they like. We will work with them individually as, as far as what they want. But at the same time, it's pretty much all the same. It's a slab, uh, your walls go up, your roof, your interior, and a final. There might be some in between, depending on if you live in the in the water, if you have a dock, you have a pool and things like that. But majority of the time, those are the five main draws that we have to the building. Okay, so a draw, just to generally define a draw, is basically you have a loan of X amount of dollars and the builder's taking out what they need to pay the cost so far. That is correct. So they're using it as like a piggy bank. That is correct. And one of the things that I, I was nervous about, you were talking about draws, and that was intimidating to me because I didn't understand how I would, as the, the person taking out the loan, would manage those, but I didn't have to manage them. You guys managed those. You had the inspections and you did the draws. And I, other than signing a piece of paper, I didn't have to do anything. We give a lot of options for that. So uh, normally what will happen is, is as long as someone calls us by um, Tuesday at noon, we'll have someone out there on Wednesday for the draw. But Thursday, we're clearing everything, making sure that all the notice owners are, are taken care of and there's no liens or anything like that on the property. And then we'll pay normally on a Friday afternoon. But, um, but we have someone who uh, is licensed who will go out there and do the inspections for us. And if the work is not complete, then they won't get compensated. Right. So the builder's calling you for a draw. Yes. You go out and make sure the builder did what they said they did, mm -hmm. and then you pay them. So let's talk a little bit about other uses of construction loans. Do you ever do construction loans for a, a big remodel? Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, depending on what area you're in, obviously South Tampa, there's a lot of homes that have been established. So someone owes maybe 500 on their house, they wanna do another remodel of 300, uh, and then we would basically pay off the existing mortgage and do the same, you know, close up front and then make draws as we go. Uh, the other, which is pretty popular too, especially if someone's buying a home that's, um, that's older that needs to be fixed up, uh, we'll do a purchase. So we'll get a contract with the builder as well to do upgrades or add square footage to it, and you actually close just like you would for a regular construction loan up front that we would do the draws and then when those are done okay, they would move so in. that's really an 
an important point. So we have a lot of older homes here in Tampa that are expensive. So say we're talking about a, a bungalow in Hyde Park that costs $600,000 straight from the beginning and needs a lot of repair or you want to do an addition. So you would do a loan that has that mortgage in it and then also some money for the renovation as well. Yeah, so what would you do, just a typical, so if you say 600 for the purchase price, 400 for the build for them the gut house, it would be a million. They would need 20% down, they would need 200,000. Okay. Um, but we would go ahead and, and close on that, uh, pay off the existing lien or the seller, uh, the money for the 400 would be put in an account where we would pull that out and pay the builder as he goes. Right. And then, you know, hopefully, six to nine months, uh, a large renovation will be done and they'll move in their home. And then the mortgage will just be the, the value of the house, of the original house, plus the, the remodel. Right. So the, the million dollars, whatever we were estimating that to be. That, that's great. I don't necessarily think that that's something that people think. I think they look at a big remodel and, and get overwhelmed by the scale of it and, and don't actually realize that they can roll all of that in. So that's great. Is there kind of a minimum for a remodel? Well, it, it, it can't be really anything. There's not really a dollar figure per se, but if you have a remodel that's you know $30,000, you probably don't want to roll that into there because of the cost involved. Um, but I would say if you're redoing your kitchen, roof, things like that, we can definitely include there. We do, we do a lot of them. I mean, okay. I would say, probably say that probably 30% of my business is uh, remodels and also purchase remodels as well. When the construction process is done, what happens then? How does that convert into a permanent loan? Um, okay, so within 30 days of your home being completed and you get in the CO, um, someone will give us a call, whether it be the builder or the borrower, um, and say, hey, your homeless is done. So at that point, we'll get you set up on your homeowner's insurance, and then we'll basically make sure that all your paperwork is ready, uh, your lock is all complete, completed and done, rate, rate is done, um, and all the the bills have been paid from the builder. Uh, there's no liens on the property and so forth. Um, and then we'll actually close that loan out. Uh, you'll pay any interim interest you owe, just like if you had an apartment and we close in the middle of the month. Right. Uh, we also get your escrows started at that time. Um, and then um, you will basically have a permanent loan from then on. So uh, if you have a 30-year fix, for example, that's when your 30-year fixed payments will start. And that's when you start paying principal and interest. That is correct. Okay, so that's that part of it is like a regular loan. That is You're correct. You're just closing out the construction loan. Yes. So you technically have two closings in a construction perm loan. You have the first one mm -hmm. where you start the construction part of the loan, and then you have the final one. Well, that turns it into a regular loan. Yeah, and the final one, um, the only fees that you would really have would be the interest, starting your escrows, um, if there's any title updates at the very end. Right. Uh, you don't have to requalify. So you would go back to the title company just because you're signing on your final loan docs, but uh, there's not actually a full closing where you pay doc stamps and things like that. Right, right, right. So it doesn't cost as much as the first time around. That is correct. Right, because you do have your closing costs in the beginning, mm -hmm. not necessarily at the end. So what type of loan products do you offer for construction perm loans? So on the fixed rates, we have a 30 and a 15 year. Okay. So what we would do is we would basically lock them into a rate, kind of a worst case scenario rate. Okay. Uh, then within 30 days of the home being done, we would look at the rate and it would never be higher than the rate you would get during the build, but it can always go lower. It's called a free float down. Okay, so that's um, nice. So if interest rates go down. So yeah, if the okay. rates go down. Uh, and then as far as um, other programs, we have ARMS. We have a 10, seven, and five-year ARM. So they're based on 30-year fixed payments, but they would be fixed for 10, seven, or five-year programs. Okay. But, um, but you do not get a float down. So once you get okay. that rate when you close up front, that's the rate you would have for, for the and remainder of the And by ARM, you mean adjustable rate mortgage? That is correct. Okay. So that means after five years, it will... Would adjust uh, annually right. from there. For most people, I assume, assuming rates are good, if they're planning on building a beautiful house and staying in it, 
would you typically recommend a fixed or an arm? Um, well, it just, it all depends on um, their financial situation. Um, if they say, hey, this is my last home, then we'll probably look at a 15 year fix. But, uh, but a lot of the larger loans that we do uh, over 1.5, they tend to go to the 10 year arm because it's a, a lower rate and they know they're not gonna be in the home longer than 10 years. So say somebody out there wants to do a construction loan with you, where, I, obviously you're in Florida, but do you, can you do construction loans anywhere? Uh, anywhere that BB&T has an office, I can do those loans. Okay. Uh, so I believe there's 13 states all the way up to New Jersey over to Texas. Okay. Uh, but I do a lot of loans, obviously in Florida, but we do a lot of loans in Georgia, North Carolina, South Carolina as well, a lot of second homes, uh, people building on lakes and so forth. So we do a lot of those. So you don't actually have to be local to use you? Nope. Okay, fantastic. If any of you wanna contact Sean Eckley to help with your construction perm loan, we're gonna put all of his contact information in the description box. Thank you, Sean, so much for being yeah, here. All the you. information was really helpful. You've been listening to the Melanie Loves Tampa Bay podcast experience. Thank you for your support. Consider subscribing if you want to learn about real estate, homeownership, or living in the Tampa Bay area. You can also follow me on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Links are in my show notes. Or visit my website, melanielovestampabay.com. See you in the next episode. With love, Melanie.